Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Here's a three ball up no good by Clark. Lee fights for the rebound. Eight seconds left. Robbie Barron will dribble it out. Wildcats in a win. 73-60. Still searching for some answers here as we welcome in the 2023 calendar year with a 73-60 loss to Northwestern. Welcome in. Fasteners, etc. Postgame show. News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS Champaign-Urbana and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana. We'll get to your thoughts. We want to hear from you after this one. But first, our rapid reaction brought to you by Cozad Asset Management for over 45 years, striving to serve financial needs and build lasting relationships with clients. I am Evan Kahn. Joining me is Mike Latulip. And Mike, I I, I, I don't know where to begin, but uh, just a, n- another not pretty game and some some soul searching still has to be done for Illinois. Yeah, it feels like just kind of running out of answers, right? Game in and game out. It's look if you're not going to play with the requisite amount of effort in a high basketball IQ, you are going to get chewed up and spit out in this league. Period. Like that. I mean, we can we'll get into the nuts and bolts of all of it, but again tonight, it's it's not you know it's effort sometimes. And then the other times, it feels like, oh, you want me to play hard? I'll foul. Oh, you want me to make something happen offensively? I'll turn it over. Like, it's you you still have to think the game and play the game. So we'll dive into it, but that's that's as rapid of a reaction as I can get. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we'll, we'll get into all of it. And, and, and yeah, I mean, there's just there's just too much to, to be rapid of, about it. Um, it's still there. I mean, yeah, uh, we're we're not leaving. We still got 17 more of these at least, 18 more if you want to count the Big Ten tournament. So it's not over, but uh, I I I still don't think they they've really found much of anything. But uh, we'll we'll talk it over. That's our rapid reaction brought to you by Cozad Asset Management. The fan line two one seven three five six nine three nine seven or text Castle Heating and Cooling text line two one seven three five one five three five seven fasteners etc. Post game show up next. Unfortunately, we have to talk about it, <laughs> and we'll do it next. Never heard of an 11-point shot, Brian, so no. I think we're in trouble. The following program is an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS, along with Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS Champaign-Urbana, Champaign Multimedia Group Stations. Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for Fighting Illini Athletics. News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. 
Now it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show. Fasteners Etc., your partner in inventory management. Call us with your thoughts, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, your hosts for the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show, Evan Kahn and Mike LaTulip. Pull up, 15-footer blocked by Meyer. Taken out of there by Shannon. Fast break. The Illini get it ahead to Danger for the slam. Well, that's not exactly how they drew it up. The ball kind of got loose at midcourt. Somehow it found its way to Danger. And Mr. Dane Danger said, well, thank you. And he put it in the hole. And that was actually the first field goal for the Illini. It wasn't pretty in the beginning. Found it at times. Had a lead in the first half. About midway through. Had a lead midway through the second half. And uh, just just aren't locking it down. Putting it all together. And they fall here to open 2023 to the Wildcats. You heard the numbers from Gene. Fan line 217-356-9397. Or the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217 Five three five seven. The calls are already coming in, so we go to the fan line, and it looks like we've got Jay with us out in North Carolina. Hey, Jay. Hey, good evening, guys. Mike, I, I, I appreciate your comments about effort and so forth. It's a kind of a broken record. We've been talking about this, but my question would be, who doesn't install a new offense or an offense until 12 games into the season? Who completely changes the defensive philosophy to not switch because the one you rolled the season out with doesn't work? I mean, we can talk about the players, lack of leadership, lack of effort, et cetera, but some of this schematically kind of feels like Underwood's got some some answers we need, right? I mean, what what are your thoughts on those two items? Yeah, well, I think two things, right? Let's let's talk about the offense. Let's talk about the defense. you, when you when you lack player movement, when you lack ball movement, you have to find a way to generate that. That's why I think the actual spread concepts, when they run them, there's actual movement because you can skip it to the clear side. You had two cutters cut through all the already, and then the guy up top is able to come off with a full, with a head full of steam and get downhill and play two man game with Danger or Hawkins or whoever it may be. The problem and defensively, like I, you know you have to find ways to win. And I get that. And when you roll out a new team, I think at times you can think, okay, this may work. And if it doesn't, and he's shown a propensity to do that. I mean, the Owen six at Oklahoma state, they were denying everything and uh, playing out in the passing lanes. And then they just went to a normal pack line defense, kind of called off the dogs and ended up turning things around and ended up going to the NCAA tournament. So he's, I, I, part of that's, you know, you've done it before you've changed things before and it's worked. And I think whether it's coaching or anything, you you can stick with that type of mindset where, hey, we can make adjustments. You had the winter break to do it. I, you know, beyond that, it's it's hard when you have this many new guys and you're trying to implement things. Maybe the best thing would be to stick with it, stick with something uniform. But game to game, it's just about finding wins at this point and finding ways to to put these guys in a position to be successful. So I I, I completely understand where you're coming from. I think it's valid. To, to point that out um but you're just i mean at this point you're trying to make things work you're trying to find ways to manufacture wins and whatever's going on right now whatever's going on the previous 
12 games before that wasn't working. I, I can't press buttons. Hey, thanks for the call, Jay. Thank you. you can give us a call, 217-356-9397. Everybody out on the East Coast, we got to get them in. It's it's already tomorrow out there. Simeon's out in Virginia. Hey, Simeon. Yeah, man, I'm losing sleep and crying <laughs> in my cornflakes. That's what's, what's going hopefully on. It's not, hopefully it's not I, breakfast. So you're, no, hopefully no. you didn't wake up to this. Yeah, well... I, uh, I I was expecting a different result, but I, I miss Andre Cabello, um, somebody that can break down the defense. I don't know. It, it, it's like we don't have anybody that can drive to the bucket and draw people to him and then kick out. Um, you know, I, I miss Kofi as well. Uh, I'm still not sure what we're doing in the half court on a regular basis. And uh, but the the main thing, because um, we we played so well in the beginning of the year, at least in my opinion, the scout is out on us. Keep us out, slow the ball down, keep us out of transition, make us play in the half court, and then we're going to stand around and jack threes. Um, and I love Coleman, but I I feel like just shaking him. You know, I saw several times that he could have. Uh, taking his guy to the basket, the, the the big guy that was guarding him, but instead he he threw away a pass, or he would uh, when it would have been a good in rhythm three pointer, he he passed it away. I don't I don't I just don't know. Um, Brad's trying to do whatever he can, and he's shaking up personnel. He might need to sit Coleman for a couple of games to see if he can wake up. I I just I'm I'm just not sure. I'm I'm hoping that we can kind of turn this around but um i'm just kind of like everybody else kind of scratching my head we we have the personnel but unless we got can get to the basket and stop relying so much on the three um i'm i'm not exactly sure um what do you guys think well i'll i'll start here simeon because you made a good point and it's one that i wanted to bring up tonight because I think we have a pretty good sample size, however many games, 14 games into the season. Mm-hmm. This team doesn't have a point guard. Nope. You just don't. And 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 the problem with that is not uh, – and and with Andre Corbello, and I'll touch on that, I, I, I was a huge Andre Corbello fan for what he brought on the floor. But the fact of the matter is, once again, he's suspended at St. John's. So that's another issue that you hope to not have in your locker room. But – from a pure point point guard standpoint, we know Andre Carrillo could get into the paint. Right now, the problem is not just getting into the paint. It's where they are initiating offense. Jaden Epps, Sky Clark, and even Taryn Shannon to a degree, when you're initiating offense at 26 feet as opposed mm-hmm. to 20 feet or 21 feet, how that throws off timing, how that throws off you know cuts and all of that, it's a ripple effect. So it's on these point guards as well to have some toughness to them and say, hey, I'm starting my offense where I want to start offense. I'm not letting you dictate where I start my offense. And too many times, whether it's Epps or Clark, and granted, they're young and and they're not traditional point guards. You have to find a way to get that defender on your hip. And, and that's what Corbello did really well, you know, too. Like, 
he got his defender on his hip and he backed you into where he wanted to start offense. And I know it would go off the rails at times, but <laughs> that's just little things that that point guards do, and and that's what this team's missing because then it gets spread out, and then you know guys are trying to get downhill or they don't get downhill, and you have this kind of mixing and mashing of offense and that's where it starts it starts there at the top of the key and where the offense is being initiated so I'm glad you brought that up because it is that's that's a point we can talk about like you know offensive scheme and defensive scheme this this is a this is hurting them right now not having a point guard is is hurting them big time yeah, and, and and you could see that like just the the flow with everything. You see them working out the game. It looked like guys who weren't that the de facto point guard in situations were calling out the plays and trying to tell people where to go. And when you don't have somebody on the floor who can be that that calming sense and and, and do that, yeah, the 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 offense when when it's good, it's good, and when it's bad, it's uh, off the rails. And uh, that that's. Yeah, that's what leads to to 15 live ball turnovers turning into 22 points for Northwestern. And the fact of the matter, too, is you have guys right now, and I'm talking particularly about the transfers with with Matthew Meyer and with Terrence Shannon. I think both of them are are great players. Do not get me wrong, but they are in a situation right now where they are being forced to make decisions. And in their previous four, whatever it is, years of college, they did not have to make decisions. They had... You know, Matthew Meyer has Jared Butler and Davion Mitchell and Macy Oteague and all these guys that went through Baylor. And his job was catch and shoot, grab some offensive rebounds. Terrence Shannon, right, over the years, you got Moretti, you got Adonis Arms, you got uh, Kevin McCuller, you got all these guys. So he doesn't have to make decisions. What he has to do is knock down open shots and guard. Matthew Meyer knocked down open shots, offensive rebounds, guard. Now, as a fifth year, on the cusp of trying to achieve your dreams of going to the NBA, you're also trying to compartmentalize how to make decisions on the court that benefit the team, but also benefit you. And that's the issue. And and this is what I'll say before we move on. Let's go down the list right now of the players that play for this team right now. And because the issue and Underwood said it after the game was it's once we start caring about us, we'll be in a much better spot. Shannon and Meyer transfers, who let's call a spade a spade. It's like, this is a stepping stone for them. Mm-hmm. This was not, Hey, I'm coming in. Like, let me help build this program. Like it was, let me pick a spot that can help me achieve what I want to achieve professionally. Okay. Let's go down the list. Hawkins and Melendez ushered into a, you know, bigger roles. So that becomes about them. And then naturally with freshmen, I'll give the freshmen a pass because freshmen will always <laughs> make it about them because they're trying to just, you know, tread water and you're deer in the headlights at times. You're trying to figure it out. You're gauging your progress. So I just named everybody that plays for yeah. Illinois. And Except for Dane. Last year, Except for Frazier, Dane. Yeah, well, Dane too. And Dane's technically a freshman as well. Yeah. And he's still trying to figure it out. And Dane has been tremendous. Like his, his uh, attention to detail, his, you know, how potent he is in drop coverage, his touch around the rim. Like he's been, he's been great. But like, think about the guys last year, right? Frazier, Plummer. Grandison, like Plummer just wanted to come to Illinois because he wanted to win. He never won at Utah, right? Demonte Williams, anything you asked him to do, he did it. Jabe Grandison, same thing. Mm-hmm. Trent Frazier, same thing. Like that's, that, those are stark contrasts there. And that's what you're faced with here. And that's, that's not only just on the staff to try to pull this out of them. It's on these players where you don't go from 
game to game saying, oh, no, wait, wait, Wisconsin's ranked 14th. Yeah, we'll get up for this one. At, ele- at 1130 a.m. Because, look, I like all the stuff where it's like, oh, we didn't play hard and it was against Northwestern or we didn't play hard and it was against Missouri. You play hard because you're on the floor, period. You're you were you were called upon. You're checked in the game. You're a starter, whatever it is. You're on the floor, non-negotiable. You play hard because the second you start doing, oh, it's Northwestern. Oh, it's Mizzou. Now it becomes conditional. Now it becomes, oh, well, now it's required of me. It's every time, man. It's every time, and that's what I see from them at times. It's selective. It's when it's good for some of them. When it, and when it's bad, it's bad. And the body language is bad. And look, Matthew Meyer, I think he's, I think he's a tremendous player. I think he's going to play a long time professionally, wherever that may be. His effort defensively tonight was awful. Like if you go back and watch that game, I don't know what it is. His hands are on his knees, literally in the middle of the possession. Like the ball is being dribbled into the paint and his hands are on his knees. Uh, they hit a three to go up eight when Barry hit that three. They intentionally drew up that play. It was a flare screen. Matthew Meyer falls asleep chasing the flare screen. And by the time that guy's coming off and is wrapped back off the down screen coming off the top of the key, Matthew Meyer is still in the paint. Like turning around, looking around what's going on. And then he, and then he falls on the screen when he tries to get through. And that was really the game. Like when it went 51-43, that was it. Mm-hmm. Like that was game. So I know that's a lot, and that's probably bad radio. But <laughs> it does. There's a lot to unpack, man. There's just a lot to unpack. Yeah, yeah. Hit, hit, hitting on, on all of it, and we we ain't gotta go go back over it. Simeon, we we thank you as always for for calling in. If you want to ring in two one seven three five six nine three nine seven. Guys, guys, yeah. You just got to play. Want to play winning basketball? I, I, I mean, Demo- I thought Demonte was like the the key example, right? I mean, the dude played for five years, and and and, and it was like never about him. Whereas, like, you just look up and down this roster, and and this isn't calling the guys selfish. This is like no. you were saying. This is this is guys just finding their way as they they try to put this this all together, and it's like it once they start buying in and and believing in it. I mean, they they that's why we, I know it sounds tired, but they they did it. And now it's been tough for a month, right? So, so you can't yeah. you can't get down. You get down at Northwestern, you're you're gonna lose by double digits. I mean that that thing was gone for for the last ten minutes. So, I, I mean, it's, it I don't know how many soul searches that that you can have, but the season's not over, and and they're 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 looking for it here. Yeah, and quickly about the about the players, and when I say you know making it about themselves, that's not an accusation. That is reality like that is human nature i and i say that because i i've been both i have been the freshman when i came to illinois i was the only freshman on the team in 2012 2013 the only one i had no idea how to gauge my progress and it was it was all about me where like where am i at and when i got in the game obviously it's it's about what's my job and all that stuff but the majority of my thoughts are like oh man like what how is this going for me when Mm -hmm. i when i graduated and transferred to Wright State for my fifth year, I was also a fifth year transfer. And now I'm sitting there thinking, oh man, did I make the right decision? And uh, how is this going for me? Because this is kind of my last year of college basketball. And it's real, man. Like it happens. And it's on you as a player and to to challenge yourself, to bring yourself out of that and, and say, okay, I know I have to relinquish a little bit of control here. But if I pour myself into the team, I'm telling you, man, like you will you will be rewarded tenfold. You will. 
you will. I, I, I promise. And for a lot of these guys, it's funny because if you focus on the NBA and all that stuff, I think early in the season, guys were just playing. Then all the NBA buzz happened. And then now it's like once you actually start focusing on stuff, you become less of an NBA prospect. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how that works <laughs> because the play isn't there. Like your mind isn't in the right spot. So I, I, we probably got to go to break or something. But it, Well, I, I was kind of. Let's just pick out an MX electrifying player of the game brought to you by MX Electric. They want to be your electrician when you're in need of electrical service for both residential and commercial needs. Call 217-359-7293 to schedule your project. And remember, relax, call Max. Nobody on the Illini side really deserves it. Uh, three guys finish in double figures. Um, but uh, so, so we'll go over to the purple side and the guy who was hitting shots. And I honestly, I, I don't even know what it was. Just the, the way that Shannon trailed Audige on the three that cut the lead of five to two. And then they hit the back-to-back three. I, I mean, that, that sent it. But I, I, I thought Audige was a, a guy that was getting in their head and, and he hit the some big shots when they needed it. And he, you know, finished with a game high 21. Yeah, and it, it looked like it meant a lot to him as well. And that's a guy that's been there for a few years. So, yeah, H- absolutely. Hasn't, yeah, has, right, hasn't, probably has never beaten Illinois since Illinois won I would imagine he hasn't because yeah. I, I don't think he was there in 2019 or whenever the last oh, time. Yeah, because, yeah, he's a transfer. I forgot about he, that. He's transferred from William but Mary, he's still so. been there and, for and forever. If you were to give it to anybody on, on the Illini tonight, it's Dane Danger. Like, mm-hmm. his pursuit on the glass, I thought at one point he was going to single-handedly get them into the bonus. He, they had zero fouls, Northwestern did, and, you know, pretty considerably late in the in the second half. And Dane, just by pursuing the basketball on the glass, got them up to three just like that. Yeah, and then you know, I I thought he's just he's been, and I said he's been so good in the drop coverage and his feel is just outstanding. So I, I want to at least give him his flowers there for a second because yeah, I I thought you know in in a lot of the darkness tonight he <laughs> he was a, a bit of a bright spot. Yeah, that that is true. Most of my highlights here that we'll play throughout the night are are Dane Danger. So on, on the Illini side, we could give it to Dane, but but overall we'll give it to Chase Audige with his. Game high, 21 points. Drive by Bowie against Harris in the left corner. Out top to Audige for three. Got it. Chase Audige way out. 22 feet or more. Threw it in for three. Here is Roper in the lane. Drives on Melendez. Bounce pass in the corner for three. It's good. Brooks Barnheiser. That guy shoots like 19% from three this year, and he hit the three that put Northwestern ahead for good. But uh, Chase Audige, our MX electrifying player of the game. Uh, we still got calls, texts to get to. Plenty of thoughts here on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. The conversation about today's game continues on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Join in by calling the First State Bank Illini fan line, 217-356-9397, or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. 217-351-5357. Cuts to the rim against Danger. Shot deflected and blocked. Taken out of there by Shannon. Here come the Illini on the break. Right wing Melendez. Almost traveled. Now to Shannon. Left corner to Epps for three. Got it. Jaden Epps with a three from the deep left corner. Seeing again, and, and then I start remembering some of the good stuff because you just think about the bad stuff. But I mean, Terrence Shannon, when 
he was getting downhill in the right way, was creating for guys. Seven assists might be a season high for him. And I like what Jay Nepps brings. Uh, like offensively, he's he's a, a guy that can break you down, but he wasn't able to stay on the floor because of foul trouble in the first half. And I, I think they, they probably want a little more sometimes defensively from, from him. Not more, but, you know, being on, on point with the, the scouting report. And you saw that from everybody as they give this defense and that de- defense and this offense and that offense and trying to figure it out here midseason. Illinois losing to Northwestern. Fasteners, et cetera, postgame show here with Mike and Evan. We got them on the fan line, 217-356-9397 or text, which we will get to, 217-351-5357. We go down the street to Tolono. Dave's ringing in. What do you got, Dave? Hey, guys. Uh, well, first of all, I love Mike LaTulip's uh, comments because uh, I just enjoy listening to him, and he's exactly right. And, uh, you know, I said after the Alabama A&M game, how, you, got, you guys mentioned how could I be upset after a 21-point win because they played horrible in that game, and they've gotten worse every game. And I said the team needs an enema. They need a sports psychologist because it's a locker room problem. It's not an X's and O's problem. And this team just does not play hard. They don't give a damn collectively. They don't give a damn. And that's the most, uh, you know, thing that upsets me, and I'm, I'm sure most fans, they don't give a damn and they're, by their body language and everything else. I remember at the beginning of the year, Matthew Myers said, I want to be the defensive player of the year. And I thought, hmm, well, he's either bragging or he's ignorant. Well, now I come to find out he really is ignorant because you go out there and he's done that several games. So what Mike was talking about, he, that's his defense. His arms are down. I don't know. You need to put some icy hot under his, his armpits and keep his arms up. Maybe you need to put some itching powder in their underwear. Maybe you need to give them pacifiers or diapers and take the basketballs away and have them run for two hours. I don't know what they need. Maybe take them to the cemetery because that's how they're playing. I mean, you could do several motivational tactics, but the fact is they need a checkup from the neck up. And and there, it is not an X's and O's problem. They lost to a team that, other than Chase Audige, is basically the 35 uh, uh, and over league uh, at the YMCA. I mean, this is unbelievable, the lack of effort and the lack of giving a damn. And has somebody told Coleman Hawkins that he is not Luka Doncic? He is not Dirk Nowitzki off of one leg. I mean, the kid is amazingly hesitant, and he makes horrible passes at times. He, he's just Mr. Turnover. I, these guys need humble pie uh, or something. Someone, the delusion that they think they are and what, they, and what reality is are two totally different things. And so whatever the coach has got to do legally that's within limits, uh, he needs to do. But it is nothing to do with basketball <laughs> and everything to do with the, the, uh, the, everything to do with the, uh, the locker room. But uh, I'll listen to you guys, but I only call in so often because it gets my blood pressure up, and my doctor says that's not good. But uh, <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, if, if, he, if he needs, if, if he needs some, yeah, if he needs some things uh, to, to motivate him, I mean, I got plenty of other ideas. I've only given you six or seven, but and I'm sure you guys can think of them as well. So, Coach Underwood, if you need some motivating tactics and, and some ideas, brother, I got it. And you don't, you don't even have to worry about. It. Just bring them on down here, and we'll show them how to do it right. Because uh, uh, it, it's like all effort. right. All right. Thanks, Dave. I think I think we we get the point there. Very very passionate. We we love it, and and that's that's why, Dave. For your blood pressure, I didn't even know it, but that's why I said don't worry about the twenty one point wins because a it was a win. 
You got to enjoy the wins and <laughs> that gummit, you can't control a single bit about it. So I enjoy the passion, but there's levels to it. So that's that's where I was at when it when it came to Alabama A and M. Um, let's keep going with the fan line. Jim's up in Rockford. Good evening, Jim. Boy, it's late. Boy, that caller was awesome. <laughs> you like that? I mean, he stole a lot of the thunder and said it in a very coherent way. I guess the only thing I want to focus on, and I appreciate Mike's comment as well, is there's only one or two plausible things that's going on with this offense. Um, and what I mean by that is. In the offseason, when the roster was rebuilt, we kept hearing from Underwood directly, as well as the pundits, that he was finally getting his athletic and long wingspan team. Guys with the long arms in that 6'6 six, six to 6'8 six, range who are cutters and slashers and could get to the hoop. Offensively, we perimeter pass. There's no back cuts. There's no attacking the hoop. And you saw it tonight with the free throw disparity. People can gripe about that all they want. The calls were correct. We're not going to get rewarded with phantom calls because we're not going to the hoop. So one of two things is happening. Either Underwood is coaching them to not attack the hoop or the players are afraid to go to the hoop. But regardless of whatever it is, 40% of the season is over. And we've seen this trend line now for a month. I don't see it changing We are a young team statistically because of averages, but we also have veteran players, and it's not working. So I don't see how all of a sudden, after a month of this, a light bulb is going to turn on, and all of a sudden we're going to get the slashing team. So my phobia is this is exactly what we're going to have, and this is the sort of team that's going to go 6-12 and in the Big Ten because they simply don't know how to play with each other, and like the previous caller said, they don't like each other. Thanks for the call, Jim. Well, let me let me touch on that for a second. I I think the the overarching thing here, especially when we talk about offensively, right? In this league, if you cannot win ugly, you cannot win in this league. Let's go back to the <laughs> that's all this league is. I mean, let's go back to the regular season last year, right? Illinois basketball, the, you know, they're the regular season co-champions of the Big Ten. Uh, you got to win over. I was at the game at home against Michigan. They won 68-53, and I swear to you, I'm they scored 68 points. I'm not sure I saw a basket that entire game. Uh, Michigan State, you win 56-55. Northwestern, at Northwestern, DeMonte, tip slam, you win 59-56. Uh, you know, towards the end of Big Ten play, you're playing Penn State, you win 60 to 55. <laughs> That's the difference. That's the difference mm-hmm. between being whatever you were, 15 and 5 and 11 and 9, and being like, oh, well, we're an 8 seed, we're a 9 seed. Like that to me is if this team stays on this kind of downward trajectory, that's going to be the reason because they cannot win ugly. They can win when shots are falling and things are good and like that. And that's the sign of a team that just hasn't quite meshed. And it's hard to rush that process. It's hard to, like I said, have guys relinquish control of, man, I, I, okay. Cause they'll do it in practice. I get, cause I've seen it. I've been in those locker rooms. I've been in those practices. Guys will do it in practice. The points are different there. When it gets to the game, it's like, 
you lose your mind mm-hmm. and you just start thinking about all these other things and oh my god a bad first half now i got to make up for it in the second half and then you go you abandon everything that you're trying to do as a team but even even more importantly like hey what's just personnel right why am i going under chase adij when he's running off a in, in a, a down screen like the, it's and then at that point it's a snowball effect the fouls tonight you know, I know it's like everybody's throwing their hands up in the air on the sincere call and the RJ call. And it's like, hey, they're going to call those two because there were 15 other ones that were actually fouls. So it's it's a basketball IQ thing. And the cutting, this is the last thing I'll say. I I don't have an answer for that. If, you know, for anyone that follows what I do outside of the radio show, I do film breakdowns. <laughs> And my film breakdowns, I will show it. And I and I will sit there and say, hey, this is probably what should happen in this situation. And I've mentioned it before. When you run kind of a motion offense, when there's a drive down the middle, someone should be baseline cutting. And when there's a drive down the baseline, someone should be what they call 45 cutting to the basket. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't happen. And the one time it did happen tonight was an RJ Melendez backdoor that had to be drawn, drawn up, up out of a timeout. Yeah. Like there's... There's a certain amount of handholding that has to happen with this team offensively when in reality, like, I, and I don't know how, I'm not sure how you do that. How do you it's, yeah, give like a guy that, feel? How, how do you do that? Yeah, I, that's, I'm not that's sure. basketball like, IQ that's, that's being there that's that's doing that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, yeah, you see the spacing issues, right? Those are things that, that guys should see, you know, there's an open spot, guys in trouble, fill the open, it's just those little things. And yeah, I mean, it's not like they're not telling them to do the that in practice, and then the lights turn on and everything is a hundred miles an hour. You got to slow, yeah, got to slow the are, process down. And when things are uncomfortable, when things are not going the way that they should go, people resort to either two different things, right? It's either buckle down, figure this out, slap the floor like Michigan State does. Try like we're gonna we're gonna buckle down, we're gonna grind it out, or this is uncomfortable. Don't like this. What's easy? And what's easy is settling for contested threes. That's what's easy. And it's, it's, you know, you're sitting there watching it wherever you're watching this game. And you're like, wow, it really is that simple. Just get to the paint. <laughs> like just get to the paint and good things tend to happen. And I, I, I don't know if like guys don't believe that or cause I know when they shot those three contested threes and the timeout was called after Northwestern hit the three in the first half and we saw Underwood go nuclear. I I can't say for certain, but I'm like 98% sure that's what he was yelling about. <laughs> was like, like, why? Why are we doing and it? it, can, it that's what's frustrating. I think that's what frustrates you as a coach. And he's trying to figure this out too. And man. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be long nights for for that staff. They're, I I'm confident that they can figure it out because they've proven it in the past. They've done it in the past, but certainly certainly have their work cut out for them. One more call, and then we'll get to some texts here. Back to the fan line two one seven three five six nine three nine seven. Matt's in Effingham. Hey Matt, I don't know why I said it like that. Um, well, three things. Um. Uh, Sometimes I think Underwood gets out coached, but you can't teach upperclassmen how to play ball. And I don't know what 
needs to be said to Coleman Hawkins, you have to shoot the ball when you're open. I saw multiple looks tonight when he was there was two feet in front of him. He could have shot. Number two, we're missing Luke Goody. And number three, Bobby Knight said it best. It's not the hard part to get in the players. It's getting them to play together, and that's what uh, this team needs is a, a mess. And they're not messing right now, and it's really frustrating. Yeah, and we worried that this would happen. And this isn't the only place that, that this is happening. I mean, Michigan just went through a, a downward spell. You look at the top 25 here tonight, and some teams are losing to some teams that you wouldn't expect them to lose to on the road mostly. But, uh, yeah, put, putting this thing together on the fly has not – it did click at times, but it hasn't fully come together. I don't know. I don't know if there's there's somebody that that's why it always when we go back to like Demonte and and Trent and that's so easy, right? Because that's been the last five years and that's been Brad Underwood's tenure. Is like you could you could always lean back on on those guys and and, and they had that that pulse of being able to bring the team together and it wasn't in a raw raw way. It was just in a, a genuine kind of way and you 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 just can't incubate that that's not something that that comes on, on the fly until it, it's you you just get tired of losing and it's just a a desire to want to win and do everything that that it takes to win and getting in there and breaking down the film and and understanding where these cuts come in and and how to run whatever offense that, that they want to run and and key in on the defensive stuff you you see it i i think with the freshman guys that's where you want Clark and Epps and, and Harris on the floor, but what Harris gives you on the defensive end, he doesn't give you on the offensive end, and what the other two guys give you on the offensive end, they, they lose it a little bit on, on the defense, and then you're giving up points. So, I mean, it's it's just all over the place, but uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not jumping off. So, Well, you talked about the guys from last year, and what you know, what's the difference other than the obvious? It's investment. I, I mean, it's investment. Like, it, it's... You know, and that's why I go back and forth because for for some of these guys that are new, some of you know some of the transfers and some of the freshmen, like what has been invested mm-hmm. yet, right? And part of that is you have to trust, and you have to like I I keep saying to relinquish the control to get to a state of like man I I'm invested in this, and that's a question you've got to genuinely ask yourself because when you're invested in something, you know it's you can see it. Right. Like I can see like I'm watching Ty Berry tonight for Northwestern dive on the floor, pinball around guys get like he's invested, man. He is. And that's what this, you know, that's what this team has to figure out. And it's not like, hey, you know, I'm going to I'm here for one year. I'm a bleed orange and blue the rest of my life. Like some guys just aren't like that. And that's that's fine. But have an investment in your teammates, have an investment in player development, have an investment in the incremental progress game to game, right? Be invested in that, be invested in each other. And the reward of that is greater than anything you'll achieve on your own. Because I guarantee you that, you know, it's the old saying, success doesn't really mean anything when you have no one there to share it with. And for some of these guys, by the end of the season, you may have a good individual season, but it just won't feel the same if you don't achieve what you set out to do as a team. So that's what I want to see from these guys is just more of a game to game investment in each other, investment in, you know, not only just, hey, I know this is your first year on the team, but 
you've been playing basketball for a long time. Right? Like, are you invested in who you are as a player and like what effort you put forth and what this means to you? Like, it should look like desperation. It should. Because it did for some of the Northwestern guys. It did for some of the Mizzou guys. Like, why doesn't it look like that? And that's a, that's a, that's a question you should ask. And then the last question you should ask, and this is the, my favorite question, whenever I talk to high school kids, or I'm in gym, whatever, genuinely ask yourself if you would like playing with you. Right? Mm-hmm. Would you like playing with you? Would you like being your teammate? And if you pause for a second, you got some stuff to work on. It's just so I'll, I'll I'll stop there. Yeah, and it, it it it's like it's like life and sports and and everything all all kinds of mixed together. And uh, thank you for the call there, Matt from Effingham. I'm gonna have to say it like that every time now. I don't even know why I did, but uh, uh, I, w- I want to get to a bunch of texts here because uh, we, we've been we we've. I'm sure covered most of it. A lot of praise here to you, Mike. Uh, so got to get that in there. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll weed through it. And I, it, it's not a one for one comparison. But I, I want to ask you if maybe you've seen something like this before. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm reaching for straws here. But we still got more to go here. Fasteners, etc. Post game show. Oh, the emotion of the game is just swallowing people up. Um, and I and I. It's, it's frustrating. It's challenging. I mean, you know, the, the fouls with five on the shot clock, the fouls with, uh, you know, in the backcourt when we started pressing again. Um, and, and that doesn't lead to, to the offensive problems. But, um, you know, we get to the line six. Uh, we're six of ten. Uh, we were very passive on the, in, in terms of driving it until late when the officials gave us three or four. But, um, you know, it, it is – um, you know, it, it's 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 a toughness thing. It's a discipline thing that you have to understand. You can't get wrapped up because they're talking a little trash in your ear. And you know, we got momentum, and 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 sincere's got to learn. He can't trash talk. He right in front of an official, and they they tee him. And uh, you know, that swings a game. Uh, you know, we're up five. We're cooking. Force a timeout. You know, Matt gets his ball taken. Um, you know, and and. And, and we had back-to-back turnovers there. And it's just self-inflicted stuff doing not what we do. When we executed and ran our offense, we scored. But the, the lack of discipline to, to run it, and we can do it in practice, and do it. And, but until we do it in a game, and I felt great about our looks. Uh, you know, our three-point shooters were making nine a game. There was head coach Brad Underwood after the game, really long-winded all over the place, kind of like we are here on the, the Faster Cicero post-game show because uh, there's just a whole lot going on with this Illinois team as they have now lost. No, they continue the trend that they have done here for the last six weeks or so. They win, they lose, they win, they lose. They won their last one against Bethune-Cookman. They lose here tonight against Northwestern. So, I mean, I mean just looking – just consistency in it like the effort word that, that we throw around is kind of vague it's just like the the attention to detail and being locked in from from tip to to the end and i i i didn't see it myself so i i don't want to get 
too much into it, but like Dion pointed out, oh, I don't want that anymore. That uh, like apparently somebody was kind of wandering around like near the scorers' table as the the ball was getting tossed up or, or was about to get tossed up. It's like that, that guy just being locked in and and ready to go and, and playing winning basketball. And I I just hope it and think it, at some point they're going to get tired of losing and losing like this and and, and realizing. And we'll play the highlights because all I've got left is probably drawn up plays that they ran. And what do you know? They got baskets out of them, and it led to success. It's just there's a there's a there's a certain buy-in that that still isn't there, and I I think it could be there because the talent's there. Well, look, we talk about effort, and I think effort at times is synonymous with not caring. Right. I don't think they don't care. I just think they care about the wrong things. Mm-hmm. That's that's where the issue is, I think. So I think, you know, when you when you try to rectify that and sometimes, man, I, there were issues with this team schematically, certain things, even during the Texas game, during the UCLA game. It's just when you have a group, uh, inexperienced group, a group that hasn't played together at times, like I said, I mean, I've been in those locker rooms. It's like you win games and you still have a lot to work on. These guys are 18 to 22 years old. They're like, what do you mean we got a lot to work on? We just beat Texas. What do you mean we got (laughs) a lot to work on? We just beat UCLA. And now, you know, your way ain't working. (laughs) So, you know, sometimes guys need to see it. And I, this is probably too many games that they've had to see it. But man, like your own three and big 10 play, you don't want this thing to snowball. Yeah, I'm scrolling through the text here. I, I appreciate everybody texting in here as always, you know, 309, 217. We've even got some 618 texters in here, 630 texters, all much appreciated. But uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, we, we can keep going round and round on it. Uh, the, tur- the turnovers were, were just awful here tonight. I, I, I mean, most of them, I, I think, were unforced. It's guys like, were saying I I quit counting in the first half there were there were three guys who got to the rim like guys who are at the rim they're leaving their feet and then they're trying to pass it 20 30 feet away it's like that that is not how how it's drawn up anywhere that's guys just get the the moment getting way too much of them yeah I think I saw I think I said on the radio broadcast during the Bethune-Cookman game but there were like three straight possessions in that game where guys, you know, when you jump off of one foot on the baseline to make a pass, it typically does not end well. And once again, it happened tonight. And part of that is, you know, guys, it's a toughness thing, right? And, and you know, Brad Underwood touched on it after the game of being, you know, tough offensively, you know, like absorbing contact and, you know, it sounds crazy, but pivoting and, you know, it, come into a jump stop. Like all those things are, are tough. Like even Terrence sometimes will get downhill going with his left hand and kind of start getting pushed out of bounds on the baseline. And it's just, you know, I, it's just being tougher with the ball, being stronger with the ball. And I think if those, if they just find a way to do that, like they will at least cut down these turnovers a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm just trying to find some unique things here through the text line. Brought to us by Castle Heating and Cooling. 217 Texter is eating week-old pizza. Um, I don't know if that's safe. What, what's the shelf life on stuff like leftovers in the fridge? I usually say like three or four days. 
um uh, you're talking to a guy that's the no leftovers uh, no leftovers. no left like uh, if i can help it there's i don't want any leftovers okay in the okay wrong guy so because it'll sit there so maybe you're maybe you're it's okay out of sight out of mind texture. it'll just sit there and then it gets old and i'm just throwing it out anyway so try to eat it in one sitting uh texts are asking about goody i'm still not counting on luke goody for at least another two three four weeks i don't know maybe i could be shocked and we'll hear stone cold steve austin music which is just awesome as always but i i, I don't think that's a, a guy we can count on here anytime in the immediate future I, I will say, though, if you want a, a, a little bit of optimism, him coming back, it is, and I get it, whatever he was, 1.8 points a game last year, it's a big deal. It, it's a big deal because I think exactly what he brings can hopefully, when he's on the floor, permeate mm-hmm. a little bit. That's the hope. Because even something as small as, you know, someone got fouled in the first half for Northwestern, and... I, it took like 11 seconds for Illinois to get huddled up. And if if there's one guy I know that is like the <laughs> master huddler, it's Luke Goody. Yeah, and we, that, got, and, we got the play clock running here. We got it. We got to get the hut. Yeah, it sounds. Yeah, it sounds so <laughs> trivial, but though that stuff matters. It keeps guys engaged, and it keeps guys kind of looking out for each other. And you're communicating like that's your that's your little time right there to communicate what we want, maybe to do differently on the next play because you know. Coach Underwood can say stuff from the sidelines and stuff, but that's your time as a team to get together and and kind of game plan of what you want to do, what are you seeing. Like that's that's a big deal, and I think he he brings that. Uh, texts are wondering if just role identification might be an issue. I I oh. I would say yes. Oh, it, yeah. That's that when you think about players and and yeah. that. I think that's something you could put on Underwood, but at the same time, you you just didn't really know until you threw it out there. And as he he said, and I don't doubt it, it it probably does look good in practice. Most stuff does look good five on O, and you know when it's set up for for you to look good, yeah. But um, when guys don't know what they are as you switch up offenses and defenses and try to get the the pieces to fit guys are wondering what what's my playing time what is my role yeah that that is an issue and that's something that they have had in the past and throwing this all together on the fly you you could see this and and, and that's where if the buy in happens you know then you know the the roles work themselves out but as you get varying de- degrees of that you get you know, different minutes and different guys on the floor, depending on the game. Yeah, and stop me if you heard this before, but that 2020 Wisconsin team, Aleem Ford has played in the NBA. Uh, Micah Potter has played in the NBA. Nate Reavers is playing pretty high level overseas. Brad Davison, obviously an all-Big Ten type guy. Um, uh, Demetri Trice, another guy that great player. That team completely underachieved. Because they didn't have any role identification, mm-hmm. and that's and that's just and look, I, I like I said, being in in those types of practices, being it's there are certain guys who in practice you're like, oh, this is what we got with this guy, and then all of a sudden like the season happens and shots get allocated and minutes gets out minutes get allocated and they're not that same guy. Look, like I I, I think the world of R.J. Melendez, I think he's a I think he's an awesome kid. And look, I was at that game, that Bethune Cookman game. I was, you know, I had the um, 
you know, I was I was lucky enough to go to shoot around. Mm-hmm. He didn't miss <laughs> like the entire shoot around. <laughs> he, like, he did not miss. And then all of a sudden he goes one for eight in the game. And now you're trying to, you know, you're, you're dealing with that as a player where you're like, man, I'm kind of in the slump and how do I break out of it? And now when he's a guy, you know, he took eight last game, he took two this game. Now when you have lower volume, you put so much weight into those two that you take and then it just starts to snowball a little bit. So I'm hopeful that he can kind of get it going because you could see early in the season, he had like just a kind of a different bounce to him. Cause I think just, you know, there was kind of the unknown of like, Oh, I could be this, I could be that. And then now things start to settle in and Mm -hmm. then now I can see him second guessing himself. So, you know, I I really hope he he figures it out because he, 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 you know, he possesses a ton of skill and, um, and I think he can help this team out a lot. So, you know, I, and part of that may be health. I know he's, he's dealing with a little shoulder injury as well. So I'm hoping he can turn it around because I do. I think the world of RJ. The issue is there's literally no get right game. I mean, as if there ever is in the big 10, but like all your home games are against ranked teams or hall of fame coaches. And then you, winning on the road with this team isn't a given, especially in the big 10, because have they won? Have they won a true road game yet this year? No, right? No. I, I mean, they won some neutral side games, but right. I mean, that's the one thing I think we took for maybe. You know, we probably, I shouldn't say we took for granted, but people geez, that, people definitely scoffed at it, and we we would say it, but we didn't put a whole lot of weight into how good Illinois has been on the road over the last two, three, four years. Oh yeah, I mean, you those first two games in December last year, the Big Ten ones that they jammed before the non-conference is over, you go and win at Iowa. Right. And then, you know, you start Big Ten play. Obviously, you have, uh, you know, you have Minnesota and then you you beat Nebraska and um, lose at Maryland. That's just a rite of passage, evidently. Um, but then you win a close one at Northwestern. You win in Indiana. You, you know, that, that was a really good game, too. It's close in the second half and you kind of blow it open. And um, yeah, I, I mean, they th- that this team has proven that year after year. And that's kind of been the identity. And I can't you you can't even say that's this team's identity because this is just a completely different team. It is. And and that's the one thing that I think the the staff is probably struggling the most with is they don't have you, somebody to lean on, right? Yeah, and you but like you win championships back to back years, right? You know, you have the you have Io second to last year where you're trending in the right direction. You win a Big Ten tournament title, you win a Big Ten regular season, and in most cases that is when a, a program becomes self-sufficient, right? That is when you have naturally, like 10 years ago, five years ago, it's a different day now, but before you have this, hey, those guys that were freshmen and sophomores that witnessed that, you know, we have five or six of those guys. Now they've, you know, up their play. Now they know what it takes. And now like you really on this team, besides Goody Meyer and or Goody Hawkins and Melendez, like, that's it. And then within that, Hawkins and Melendez are like, oh, I got these, I got like a new found role and more usage. And, and that's what I think the staff is probably struggling with is like, this is supposed to be self-sufficient and it's not. And how do we know? I think that's what he thought at the beginning of the year. It looked like was like, hey, we got this. They got it. They'll run the stuff. And then now I think, you know, Brad's realizing, hey, we, I probably got to grip the reins a little bit tighter now. And that's that's what he's doing. Still searching here after this loss to Northwestern. I hate to do this, but let's pick out. I, I, I don't hate this, but.
but it's just a tough one here to pick out a play of the game brought to us by Tapman's Towing. Car won't start after the game. Call 217-328-2424 for the most trusted roadside service in downstate Illinois. Tapman's Towing online at tapmanstowing.com. So I'm going to pick an Illinois highlight because, honestly, when the game flipped, I mean, that was it, and I wasn't going to stack up Northwestern highlights, and we already played the, the threes that really turned the game. So let's pick out one of those plays that got them an open look. And it actually gave Illinois their biggest lead in the second half and maybe their biggest lead of the game. Yes, it was the five-point lead. Uh, worked a, a, a little something on the side between Meyer and Melendez, and it got Dane Danger an open look, and you thought things were rolling. And then, uh, yeah, they, they weren't rolling. But we're going to call this our Tapman's Towing play of the game. Here is Meyer against the man-to-man between the circles. Left side pass deflected. Saved by Melendez. Pass to Danger. Up and in. Great read. Dane Danger. Yeah, it still wasn't a great pass, though. So <laughs> what do you know? Kind of emblematic of this game. Illinois loses. They're 9-5. and 0-3 oh, in the Big Ten for the first time, I think, under Brad Underwood. Might have to double-check on that. We'll find out. Fasteners, etc. I think it is. It is? I think- I think I did hear that earlier, yeah. Yikes. Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show. It's the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show. You can weigh in on today's game by calling the First State Bank Illini fan line, 217-356-9397. Or texting the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Quick inbound to Epps, jumper from 15, right baseline is good, and Jaden Epps has seven. He's averaging nine, and the Illini into two-minute scoring drought for Hooven. Looking for a cutter on the high post. They don't guard him. Looking for help. Nobody's got it yet. Now they get it to Adige. Epps tips it away. Stolen. Hawkins back to Jaden Epps for the layup, and it's good. There's some more first half action. Jaden Epps ending a long field goal drought and then creating havoc on the defense, leading to a score on the other end. He finishes with 11 off the bench. It's hard to read these numbers because so many Illini fouled out. Three of them fouled out, including Jaden Epps here in the loss to Northwestern. Fasteners, etc. Post game show. News Talk 1400. 93.9 FM, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, Light Rock, 97.5 WHMS, Champaign-Urbana, Evan Con, Mike LaTulip up here, up late here, breaking it down with you. Coming up near the end, if you want to get in, 217-356-9397. That's the fan line. Text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Um, going back here to the text line, asking if there was any were any charges taken here tonight. No, and that's the, the one thing or Terrence Shannon's really the one guy that's taken stepped up and taken a lot of charges this this year and if he's not taking charges nobody's taking charges and and he didn't get one so oops uh, that's I mean that's (laughs) those are toughness plays right and I think that there's always opportunities to take charges on the ball as well and yeah tonight just wasn't there yeah more texts just kind of going in, just figuring out uh, how are they going to put this together and, and, and win. And the schedule doesn't let up, as we were saying, but I don't think they've really played themselves into a hole. I, Northwestern isn't a, a great team, but 
They've got good wins. There's good wins to be had. And, I mean, there's just games to be had. 17 is more than half of the schedule. So thing, things aren't quite over here. So don't jump off quite yet. And um, they they went with the jackets again. Obviously, I don't think it's, it's power to the jackets. I, I actually think I've seen the one that Brad Underwood was wearing tonight at, at, at a... Uh, what, what are those called? Haberdasheries? Is that that the the fancy place? I don't know. I might have used a bad word there. Haberdashery. Is that that where you get fancy things? Men's clothing. Ha <laughs> ha. See, sometimes I know words, but uh, yeah. So it, maybe maybe it's the orange coat that they need to break out. It, it's not just any coat, but uh, everybody's looking for answers here. Fasters, etc. Post game show. Fan line two one seven three five six nine three nine seven. It is tomorrow. And Andy's staying up late with us. Hey, Andy. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I listened to Brad Underwood after the game, his interview, you know, with Brian. And uh, he was complaining about, if you replay the thing, the coaching. I mean, he was complaining about the coaching. Um, So, I mean, he needs to look in the mirror because, I mean, he's – this is a very poorly coached team. I've never seen a team that tries to operate without a point guard. And uh, for goodness sakes, you've got Dane Danger. Leave him in there underneath that basket, you know. He's always the best player on the court when he's in there. Um, and uh, those are my two observations. But let I me mean, listen back to the to the interview with Brad. And uh, it tells you everything you need to know. I mean, if he's complaining about his own coaching, and uh, so am I. I think I think he needs to reflect on what he's been doing. Uh, uh, maybe go back to the drawing board. He's got good players. It's, it's obvious that uh, they're not uh, being coached well. And I hate to say that because, you know, I'm a big Brad Underwood fan. But for some reason, we're not getting the, the result out of these players that uh, that uh, they should be, you know. For, the prediction is not there. And uh, that that's, that's the problem. So that's all I got to say. Thanks for the call, Andy. Hope you sleep well. It's late. Two one seven three five six nine three nine seven. You can ring in. I, I game script took Dane out late, and I, I I think he's maxed at twenty four to to twenty eight minutes. If things were going better, I think he would have been in, got a couple more minutes late there. But they they operate with what they have when they're in there, and if you don't have a guy to feed Dane Danger, he can only get so many opportunities because he's not bringing the ball up the floor. Yeah, and look, they're. I, I think Coach Underwood's starting to figure it out a little bit. I know in the off season, part of it was Dane was shooting a lot of fadeaways. And I think they wanted to make sure that he kind of stuck to who he was and who he is. And that's someone that's pretty potent under the basket. That's someone that's really good in ball screen coverage defensively. And he touched on it in this post game press conference as well, uh, or at least on radio with, with Brian and Dion uh, when he's talking about what they can do offensively there were basically two things he mentioned. He basically said, 
or three things, player movement, ball movement, and finding Dane. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought that was really interesting because that tells me that things are starting to change a little bit where I'm not saying this is going to dive fully back into Kofi mode, but I do. He's your most consistent guy. So lean into it. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, you can at least play off him as well. I, you know, Kofi, Kofi really struggled throwing the ball out of the post passing. I remember last year we were like having parades when he, when he would get assists throwing the ball out of the post, (laughs) but Dane, I I think he's a little bit more capable of it. Um, But I think there's certain ways that you can, set things up where when you do throw the ball in the post, there's a certain geometry to the floor where you have split screens uh, for the guy that does the post entry pass. You have guys that can dive to the basket. You have just different, you know, different types of movement where you can get the defense turned, right. Or, you know, if the defense is guarding you and the ball just swings around the arc, you can always keep it in front of you. And when the ball goes into the post, now you got guys turning their heads, you got guys stunting, or you got guys trapping, and you can create more rotation. So I think you're going to see more Dame. And I, and granted, you know he, he had a little bit of a dip in kind of early mid December, but he's picking it back up. And and he's got. I, I just thought his pursuit of the basketball, his motor was tremendous. And um, you know, in addition to sincere, like there's a reason why those two guys were inserted in the starting lineup. Well, they play hard all the time. Yeah, and, and sincere Harris not being able to stay on the floor tonight—that was no, that hurt. That that was no good. That that changes everything, especially when you get the momentum swings. Uh, just starting out the game, it with, with two fouls in less than thirty seconds is almost worse than Texas A and M starting one nothing with all the time left on the clock here tonight. Like it, it, it just puts you behind the eight ball. You get. You get your your first lead of the second half, a big one, get a timeout called, and then you give them two points and the ball and all the momentum and the crowd and all, all that in the road in the Big Ten. And, and you can they, – they've clearly put in two, three new sets over the last two weeks, and we, we can draw up plays. I mean, Andy, if you want to – and all not just Andy. I mean, if anybody wants to send in plays, I'm sure they're taking them. But, like, you can do all that stuff, but if the guys – don't apply it and they can execute it in practice. You got to execute it in the game as well. It's like you, you just can't can't magically wave some wand, right? I mean, Coach K didn't win every uh, whoever, I don't know who your favorite who who you think the greatest coach is of all time, but he he probably didn't win back-to-back championships or or even more than he lost of them. I mean, this is a tough game. I promise, guys. But if not, I mean, resumes can be sent. You can apply for coaching jobs all across America. Back to the fan line. Rick's down in Tuscola. Hey, Rick. Oh, yeah. Well, now I've got to change what I want to talk about initially. Yeah, the beginning of the game reminded me just of the uh, final game of the uh, championship. Derek May and uh, the instant second half of the uh, two instant fouls of that. But, uh, yeah, that's where the game started tonight. No, I want to say that I'm sticking with Brad Underwood, totally. I don't agree with all this questioning about coaches and coaching and all this stuff with this team. What I want to say is that we're young, but we only have, as far as danger goes, I mean, we only have him. That's it. We have no inside presence. You guys know that. And uh, it's really frustrating. I don't know. I don't know how 
we must hit a bunch of threes to win a game or two over there. But Penn State game really mattered a lot to these guys, and I think we've got a lack of confidence going on. And as far as someone saying about a locker room problem, it's a chemistry problem. I don't. Yeah, they care. Everybody cares. They care. Every one of those players care. So don't sit here and say, oh, those players don't care. They don't care. They don't care. Come on. Every day they live it. Yep. And, yeah, they want to be NBA players. Yeah, they, they're they younger than the guy that called in. They're younger than us, a lot of us. But they still live it. They're still ball players. So, um, you know, I'm yes, I'm puzzled about what's happened from the time that we won those two big games and came back and Penn State beat us. And I think that's still stuck in our heads a little bit in their heads, but um, I don't blame our coach. He's dealing with a lot of freshmen and this transfer portal. That's a lot of the problem. That's a, that's a, that's big, big, that's, that's initially what I called about was a transfer portal. Welcome to the portal. (laughs) And uh, like you guys said, all these, a lot of these other teams have lost a lot of, a lot of uh, games that they should have won also. It's, it's, yeah. So, and it's funny how we haven't heard a thing from the NCAA for a long time. But uh, anyway, I'll let you guys go. I just wanted to say those few things. And I, the last thing, Mike, you're exactly right. No point guard. It's funny. I, it's so sloppy and so fast. I understand transition basketball, at least as far as fast and get down there and get the job done. But you're right. I, I don't think I've seen a set play on offense and. A point guard, and we had a lot of great passing and everything, but it's all about three pointers, and that's we have no inside game right now. It's um, we're missing that. So, thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for for staying up and calling in, Rick. Appreciate it as well. Two one seven three five six nine three nine seven. Hit on a lot of good things there. Yeah, and look, I'll let's start with with Underwood. I just want to touch on this quickly. Like this is if you if you, if you think about it. This is going to be probably up there for one of the tougher coaching jobs of his career. I mean, think about, you know, when he first, his first couple of years at Illinois, expectations are low. You're in the early stages of rebuilding. I, you know, this is, this is going to be tough because you're trying to put all these pieces together. And then not only that, you experience success early on. Like that's, and that moves the goalpost way back. So, you know, that, that's, that's difficult. That's tough. And what I'll say about chemistry and guys liking each other. It doesn't seem like know, it's in a bad way, at least. No, on, no. On, look on the external part. Yeah, no, I look like it's, you know, we, we always like look at basketball and sports as something that's different than life. You know, in life, not to get like philosophical here, but you know, there's always the uh, the graduation from I like this person to I care about this person. And that's what I think this team is figuring out. I think all these guys like each other. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I know that a lot that they all like each other. But liking somebody and caring about somebody is different. And I think that comes from time around each other. And honestly, that comes from be- being with each other through tough times. 
We know that just that's not just basketball. That's life. So I think what this should do, this stretch of games, right, this roller coaster should bring them together. That's not to say that it absolutely will, but it should, right? And that's 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 what I'll be looking for because that's that's what I think this team needs. Is I think there's, you know, I, I think they like each other, but getting to the point where, man, I really care. I'm Terrence Shannon. Man, how is Sky doing? Like, let me pick Sky up because I know if I pick Sky up, like that really helps our team. Or if I'm Matthew Meyer, like man. Ty Rogers, like, is he doing good? Like, let me, let me, let me ask about somebody else, right? Let me go pick somebody else up. And if everybody develops that type of mentality, man, you can overachieve like crazy. That so, that that was what I think was so cool about just the the past few teams. And we were listing off all those guys. I mean, that was them, right? I, I mean, Kofi and Io. Io is, was the quarterback. I think. I, I mean, there probably wasn't a a guy that he wouldn't pick up. He wouldn't huddle up. I I, I mean, there there there's just something something to it. And so it, I don't know if it's hard times. Maybe, maybe they don't find it. I don't know. But we're well, we're gonna, we're gonna play. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't perfect with with those guys too. Like there was, there were absolutely bumps in the road. I mean, mm-hmm. look, go back to uh, the Cincinnati game last year, right? It's like, my God, like what what's the team gonna look like? <laughs> Kept like, oh, Io's gone, man. And you know, now you got a different type of roller coaster. This is this is one that's different because there just aren't guys that have been in this program. And you know, are you gonna? kind of put all your your own stuff aside and say, hey, you know, this this means something to me because people trust me. People are putting their trust in me. People are putting their faith in me. And it's, you know, it's on it's on the players, it's on everybody to, to just do their part and do their part at a high level with with effort and a, a certain amount of um desperation, I guess. Cause at this point, like that's what you need. Your own three in Big Ten play. I know we got 17 left. But there's going to be 12 left soon. There's going to be eight left soon. There's going to be four left soon. And mm-hmm. oh man, it's a Big Ten tournament, mm-hmm. and you certainly don't want to be in a position where you need to win the Big Ten tournament. Nope. Certainly don't want that. So they'll figure it out. Yeah. Let's pick out our keys to the game. Brought to you by Hickory Point Bank with roots right here in our Champaign Urbana community. Hickory Point Bank invested and by Game Day Spirit with the best selection of University of Illinois apparel. Game Day Spirit. I'm going to be kind of corny here but it it, it kind of goes out i did say it's kind of funny i did not know that northwestern was going to shoot 40 free throws but in the pregame i said keep northwestern off the free throw line and they single-handedly won the game there so that was a, a big key but I, I i think just poise right we're looking at northwestern they're smiling they're engaged they're they're in it whereas illinois you've got just bad turnovers when you're playing defense right they're, they're not forcing turnovers but they're sitting down and guarding they're blocking shots things are going good but when you you let it lapse you don't take a you, you take a play off you got your hands on your knees just th- those kinds of things northwestern had the poise they they wanted this game again not to to go broad and cliche or whatever but there there was just a, a different level of intensity and execution that Northwestern brought to this game. Saw it in Minnesota. These are rivalry games. These are also rivals that Illinois has the better side of over the last, you know, recent history, Illinois and Northwestern most of the time. But, I, I, I mean, Illinois, they just don't have that it-poise factor quite yet. Yeah, they don't. And, 
you know, I'll, I'll say too, just a couple keys, obviously limiting the following, uh, especially recognizing when you are in the bonus, don't, don't even give the ref a chance, right? They, they go in full court pressure. And if you're Jay Neps, you just got to understand, man, like you got to show your hands. Like, even if you want to over-exaggerate, show your hands. Like the second you get your hands in there, or if you, or if they can't see your hands, they're assuming that it's on the player. So they're going to call it. And then just little stuff, just knowing personnel, uh, prioritizing the game plan over, uh, over guys own prerogatives. And, uh, that's, that was kind of the key there because going under Chase Audige's screens and, uh, you know, losing Ty Berry a couple times when they run the, the, the flare and the rescreen, like th- those are things you gotta be on top of. So, uh, I know, I know those things are in the scout. That's literally what the staff's job is. And I'm, I'm confident they touch on all those things. So it's on, it's on these guys to put that together when the lights are on. Those are our keys to the game brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Game Day Spirit. Getting close to wrapping up here, Festers, this is our post-game show. Wow! Here is Meyer with a drive to the basket. Cut off in the lane. Turn around. Jumper good! And the Illini are back in front. Their first lead since 10-9. 34-33. Meyer with a turnaround. And Welsh Ryan is up for grabs in orange. Hawkins got it. Illinois with a one-point lead. They have not led by more than one tonight. Shannon drive. Meyer open three. Got it. He got it. Timeout. Northwestern. Then he says, what happened? Yeah, nothing good happened after that. A little bit of good, but mostly bad. Illinois loses by double digits to Northwestern, 73-60, to 0-3 in the Big Ten. Not for the first time in Brad Underwood's tenure. We forgot those first couple of years were pretty dark and, and gloomy, and it happened then. So it hasn't happened since the first two years. But uh, Illinois sitting in last after being regular season champs last year. Back here, getting close to the end, pretty much the end. Fasteners, etc. A post-game show, and see, there, there's, you know, there's Matthew Meyer. He's a, a very capable guy. He, he's really done it more here in the last three weeks than he did the the first three weeks. He can he can put up points in, in bunches. He's a big guy. He can grab rebounds when he wants to grab rebounds. It's just, you know, the the right kind of to focused energy from him. Foul trouble. He, he tends to be in a lot of foul trouble as well so and, and we heard coming in he was a, a different kind of cat and he's he's shown to to be that different kind of cat and can't can't change the stripes of, of somebody and he can't I, I don't know it, it was probably just a, a, a little different situation down there in, in Baylor you know with, with Drew he, he recruited him he knew him from a young guy he'd been there through you know everything I, I can't I just imagine teams that went through the pandemic a different different kind of bond and you you, you adapt to that and it, it just comes back not just him but they're dealing with that with, with everybody just figuring out how to put put them all together and get everybody to to buy in yeah and I'm not breaking news but Scott Drew and Brad Underwood are very different people um <laughs> just you don't say yeah, just in terms of their demeanor, but you you mentioned it, and this is just something I'm sitting here thinking about at 1.22 a.m. Eastern time here in Indy. Um, but the following for Matthew Meyer, 
look, part of it, when you are not engaged defensively, tonight he was not. And you end up fouling because you're typically out of position. And you're out of position because you're not engaged. So you think about, you know, a lot of times he was fouling. Um, he lost his man or he got beat. And then now you have to over pursue and it leads to a foul. When you are engaged, you're level with screens, you're level with the ball handler and fouls aren't called. So it's, it's funny how that works. And that's just something he's going to have to figure out because they need him on the floor because when he's good, he's good and he helps his team. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's on him to figure out ways to stay out of foul trouble. All right, last call. Fasters, et cetera, postgame show. Mike's got to get to bed. I've got to get to bed. Joey's got to get to bed. He's staying up late with us as well. Thank you, Joey. Right. Fasters, et cetera, postgame show ends next. Yeah. Here is Shannon. Pass behind him to Hawkins. Head fake, drive. He slams it in. The C parted. They overplayed it. And Hawkins with a slam. I did grab that one late just in case because we still like slam dunks here on the Fasteners, etc. post-game show. But Illinois loses to open 2023 to the Wildcats for the first time in five years. Hard to believe. Been a lot of close games. This is actually, I forgot what the stat is and it's probably in front of me, but I can't read words that quick. Like all of the games have been decided by single digits. So the fact that this one got to double digits Shows you how out of hand it, it was there towards the end. And Illinois is looking for answers here, and they'll do it again coming up not that far away on Saturday midday. We'll start our pregame coverage at 10.30, but the tip-off is at 12.30. Mike will be back for that, at least pregame, postgame as well. Yep, so we'll have Mike there. But don't forget about the women. The women's basketball team, they're balling. They'll be playing tomorrow night at 8 against Northwestern. That one's over at the State Farm Center. So you can go over there. You can take your radio and listen to Mike Kuhn on the call here on DWS. Or you can watch it on TV. It's a late-night game. I can understand that. But uh, don't forget about the women. They not getting ranked. 26, just outside the rankings. So they'll they'll take care of business tomorrow night. And uh, I think they got a game on Sunday as well. But uh, they're playing really good coming off. They're upset. I, I don't even know if you could call it an upset anymore, win anymore. That team's legit. I, I'm going to call that one right now. I don't know if you guys believe me, but uh, tune in for that and come back for Illinois basketball. I mean, we keep saying it. They, they beat talented teams, and that's all you, that's all you got to do. Ask St. Peter's. All you got to do is, is win on, on, a, on a given night, and you can string some stuff together and it's not not a lost season, but there's a, a a lot of questions to be answered here for the Illini. Yeah, and I'll, I'll close with this: they're defensively eliminate the fouling. Like this is a really really good defense. It is, and that's been proven. And they just have to continue, like I said, to, to challenge themselves. And um, when they do limit that fouling, and you do have to just deal with their half court defense, not many teams are scoring. So. That's what they have to realize, and you can't just let teams parade to the free throw line. And I think if they get that rectified and cut down on the fouls, cut down on the turnovers, start winning some of these uh, some of these ugly ones. Well, it wasn't fun, but at the same time, it was fun. Thanks for breaking it down with us here, Mike. 
tonight on the Fasteners Etc. Post Game Show. Appreciate everybody listening in, calling in, texting in. Your thoughts and opinions are always appreciated here on the Post Game Show. As I said, we'll do it again Saturday, rain or shine. We still got 17 more of these things to go. 18. Keep forgetting about the Big Ten tournament, but I'm, I'm, I'm counting on a lot more. All right. Couldn't get you a better result, but we'll try again. Good night, everybody. I'm going to go listen to some Frank. The preceding program was an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS Champaign-Urbana, Champaign Multimedia Group Stations.